Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. whichever you prefer, and welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. We are a Christian Protestant internet ministry and a local church assembly founded in the love of Jesus Christ. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we're happy that all of you could join us. Amen? As most of you know, we began our services with the celebration of the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's very important to us. It's not a ritual. It's a remembrance. And today, on September 11th, we're doing some remembering. We are remembering the lives of the courageous men and women who gave their lives in an attempt to help others whose lives were very much at risk. I remember a few stories from that that remained in my mind over these 21 years. It's hard to believe it was 21 years ago, seeing as I can still see myself standing right in front, facing the pulpit at the old Miracle Church. I can see the colors in the room. I can tell you where I left my purse on the front row. I can tell you where we finally figured out where to plug in that little TV that I bought. But it was a tragic day, and I'll never forget the look I saw on Pastor Pat's face. She was troubled, but it was from the inside. She knew what was happening. In fact, she taught us so well that we knew too. But today, it's not about planes. And it's not about explosions. It's about the men and the women who lost their lives being everyday, ordinary citizens, catching the train from Jersey, going to work doing what we all do, being a part of society, contributing through their employment. It's about all the police persons, all the first responders, all the firemen. It's about those people, the rank and file, the people that pay their taxes, raise their children, send them to school, and believe that the best is going to come. It's not about governments. It's not about who's to blame. Today, it's about all of the people who lost their neighbors and somebody had to take over their cat. It's about all the people who lost their children. One fireman I can think of in particular was retired. His son, Both of them were firemen. He lost them both. It's the people who gave what they didn't know was going to be required of them. 
I remember one story about a man who was home watching his television, watching it all unfold. And he'd been evidently a very good parent to his son and the rest of his children. He taught them discipline. He taught them to respect their parents. And so his son was working in one of the Twin Towers. And when he saw the events unfolding, he picked up the phone and called his son at work. And he gave him a direct order. He didn't say, hello, how you doing, son? I love you much. No, that was not a part of the conversation. It was, get out of there. Get up, get from behind your desk. Get out of there and get out of there as fast as you can. But you see, this is the caveat in disciplining your children this way so that when something happens, you can give them a direct order and they move. They don't stand there questioning you, answering again, or acting like they really are in la-la land. What that means is he did what his dad said. His dad said, get out. He got out. He didn't fumble around looking for stuff in his desk. He got out. He took with him this little old lady because they had about 20, 20 plus um, staircases to go down to get outside. And she was a little old lady. But he told her, we're going to make it. Come on, we got to go. And so they, they began their trek down the exit. No elevator, just going down the stairs as fast as they could, as safe as they could, while everyone else was piling in too. And I'm certain she got to the point where her legs were weary and could barely make it. But saints, I want you to know, there is a time to use your authority in Jesus Christ to command your body to do what it's not wanting to do. You don't tolerate that off your flesh. You command it to move in Jesus' name. And he helped her. He and that woman made it all the way outside the building where all the dust and the plumes and all of those toxins were in the air. They made it out. But you see, if he had not been trained at home, if he had not been disciplined at home, that when your dad says jump, you don't ask how high you move. We owe God that same level of reverence and more. When he says stop, you stop. When he says don't buy that, you don't buy that. When he says turn right, when every day you turn left there, you turn right. You see, obedience really does matter. It's the matter that we need to be preoccupied with because it's the line between death and life. It's important that we remember that these people gave of themselves unselfishly. They came to a tragedy that was bigger than themselves. But they did, unlike in Uvalde, 
what they were trained to do. They were trained to help people. They were trained to get people out. They were trained to do all these kinds of things. And unlike in Uvalde, they didn't walk around for an hour plus doing nothing. They did what they were supposed to do. And many of them lost their lives doing it. So, today, as you go through your day, remember that there were a lot of everyday, ordinary people just like you who lost what was most precious to them 21 years ago today, who gave their lives and wouldn't stop because they knew they had to do what they had to do. There's one other story that I seem to remember. It was a man who was one of the first responders, and he was one of the last to try to get out of the building. And as it was collapsing, it fell all around him, and he was stuck in the rubbish like so many were. Remember those weeks and weeks they were digging people out. And he wanted to die, as I could imagine. But what kept him going is that he had made his wife a promise that he was going to redo the kitchen for her. Obviously, he'd been making that promise for a long time. And he, he knew at some point he had to get it done. But he was faithful enough to her and to his promise to her that he held on to life because he was determined to keep his word to her. It is a pity, a crime, and a shame that that kind of faithfulness and integrity and character is almost impossible to find in our society today. We now have young men, young men, who now that they figure out their girlfriends can't get an abortion, they're running to the urologist to get a vasectomy. So should they ever marry in the future, they don't have anything to bring. There are no family jewels. In 21 years, we've come apart at the seams. And there are very few of us still who remember what really makes America great. What makes America great is the American. It's the Americans and the God that founded this nation. No, we have never been perfect. We have always had plenty of sin. We brought it from wherever we came from. But we're still one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. No matter how difficult it is to live up to those words, that's still who we are. Even when it looks like we will just never get there, 
that is still who we are. And we can't afford to lose sight of who we really are. It does not matter what other countries are doing or not doing because we are who we are. We've always been a melting pot of different cultures and different nationalities. And somehow in the midst of it, we seem to find room for everybody to the point that other people are so inspired that it's their life determination to come and join us. We've got plenty of problems, but it's not about our problems today. It's about the determination. It's about the courage. It's about the faith. It's about the love that brings us all together. No matter what we face, if we stick together, we'll make it. There are always going to be those among us who are going to fight against us. But that's never stopped us before, and it won't stop us now. We still have a Pledge of Allegiance. We still have a flag. Our flag came out of a fight. In fact, most of our flags came out of a fight. We're fighters. We started that way, and we'll always be that way. So today, I want us to remember the people who fought for us to continue because they lost their lives so that we could have a life. There's always going to be evil. But you see, the Bible teaches us to overcome evil with good. Amen? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we come before you, remembering the lives of those who showed us what courage really is, what love and what sacrifice really means. Help us to hold on. Help us to keep the faith. Help us to go forward. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And we ask you, Lord, to bless America again. Amen. Amen. And now for the great part of the service. We all get to repent of our sins. Hallelujah. What a day, what a day, what a day. You know, uh, some people always thought that the music part was the highlight of the service. Me, it's the repentance part. (laughs) See, there are no perfect people here. There aren't any perfect people. God doesn't use perfect people. There's only ever been one perfect one here anyway. And he took off. (laughs) And he said, okay, I've shown you what to do. Let's get to work. So God doesn't need you to be perfect. He needs you to be willing. He needs you to be obedient. He needs you to be faithful. 
He needs you to love the truth. You know, we prayed on Friday night, and we offered to the Lord a prayer, requesting adjudication from the righteous judge for this gentleman who lives in another country who said he was not, as a school teacher, going to call a boy a girl because it's just wrong. These are the kind of people God is looking for. People that whatever circumstances they find themselves in will say, no, this is what is right and this is what is wrong. And I'm standing for what I know to be right. I say to every American and every believer and every member of Miracle, wherever you are on the globe, you have the right to maintain your gender identity. You have the right to stand on the word of God. You have the right to hold on to all that Calvary means. And you have the right to never let go. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So, Heavenly Father, as flawed as we are, America is made up of people with faults and sins and iniquities and transgressions. And we've all had our fair share of them. But we have discovered the God who can forgive every sin. The God who gave his life for every sin that's ever been committed or ever will be committed. So we come to you today thanking you for blessing us with the grace of forgiveness. You forgave us, Jesus, for all of our sins. That was a lot. And you don't hold it over our head. You just keep pouring out the mercy. You just keep pouring out the love. You know about every weakness we have. Even the ones that we forgot are still there. But you still keep loving us. Your loving kindness is endless. We want to thank you today as you receive our prayers of repentance so that we can go and sin no more. We want to thank you for hearing them, receiving them, answering them, And pouring out your love to us, your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness, your restoration. So we take a couple of minutes right now for everyone to speak to you from their heart about their own sin that's being washed away in the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the crimson tide that we love the blood of Jesus Christ.
for moving swiftly to perform your word and fulfill its promises. As we prepare to travel, whether it be around the world or around the corner or somewhere in between, we rejoice in the promises that your word holds for the protection and safety of the righteous. You alone, Father, make us to live in safety. We trust you, and we dwell in your protection. Should problems or troubles arise, we will run to you, Lord. You are our strong tower and shelter in the times of need. Trusting in the scriptures, we speak peace, safety, and success over our travel plans. We are your children. Therefore, our path of travel is preserved. Your angels keep charge over us and surround our means of transportation. We will go in faith and in the strength of the Lord without fear of accidents, hassles, breakdowns, collisions, tragedies, vehicular failures, the inordinate use of authority, persecution, reckless driving, problems, flight cancellations, layovers, problems, or any type of frustrations or overcharging. We have your peace within and will fear no place as we travel. We bind the regional powers, principalities, and rulers of darkness in every state, nation, or province in which we pass through and in our destination. We bind the strong men there and their agents. You, Lord, deliver us from every type of evil and pressure, and you preserve us for your kingdom. We are confident that our travel plans will not be disrupted or confused. Thank you, Father, that in every situation which we encounter, you are already there to protect us. Regardless of the mode of transportation which we utilize, you have redeemed us and will protect us. All that is in the earth is under your command. By faith in you, we have power to tread on evil, and we have power over all the power of the enemy. No food nor drink will harm us on our journey. Father, we give you the glory in all of these situations. We thank you that as we keep your ways before us, we will be secure. Your mercy is upon us and our travel will be safer. Not even a hair on our head will perish. Thank you, Father, for upholding us with your right hand of righteousness. You are worthy, Lord, and you are God. You are worthy to receive glory, honor, and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Amen. Amen.
Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. And the Lord is close to everybody that calls upon him and that calls upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him, and he will also hear their cry and will save them. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we want to thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We want to thank you that where two or three are gathered together in your name together, Lord, even though we're spread all over the globe, you're here in our midst. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us. We want to thank you for every grace that you you have released through inheritance to us. We want to thank you that we are the redeemed of the Lord and we say so. We want to thank you, Lord, that you're teaching us to stand in the face of adversity. You're teaching us to be courageous in the face of persecution. You're teaching us to walk in your word and to obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you because we need you and we depend upon you always. And you are always here for us. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you for your warring linking angels, your praising angels, your ministering spirits, and you. And you. And you. Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, all demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, satanic agendas, and demonic assignments against the righteous. We bind you in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, with his agents, and with his powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of our witchcraft attacks. We return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peepers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, listeners, electronic digital technology demons, and their attacks. Leviathan spirits, their attacks. Brainwashing, Kundalini spirits, their attacks. Water and marine spirits, their attacks. All sex devils, their attacks. Unclean spirits, their attacks. Passive devils, sorcery devils, their attacks. Pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits. Artificial intelligence, smart dust spirits. Seducing, womanizing, drone, whoredom spirits, and their attacks. We bind you in Jesus' name, and we return them to sender in the, according to the covenant in Jesus' name. 
We bind the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, mystic rituals, and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind force feedback, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding all directed energy microwave weapons and binding all vibrations which are actually demons in Jesus' name. We bind the Havana syndrome and all brain changes, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all microwave attacks and debilitating sonic frequencies, the work of every druid. We bind all pulse weapons, all targeted radio frequencies, and what comes off every satellite, every cell tower, and through our electronic and technological devices in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We, Oracle, we bind all 5G and components in Jesus' name. We bind all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and, all the, and empty all the cauldrons, chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magician. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Arctic, Antarctic. Asian, Pan-Asian, Australian, New Zealander, Caribbean, Latin American, indigenous groups, Indonesian, Russian, Taiwanese, Japanese, Vietnamese, North Korean, South Korean, tribal groups, indigenous groups, the entire continent of Africa, we bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic, and we return these attacks to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils, all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture and in every culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devil satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. Spirits of infirmity supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. The Bible says 
that believing themselves to be wise, they became fools. We bind mammon and his agents and all demons for to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop. Defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant. All in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang. Each payback and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights in Jesus' name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the new world order, new age movement, great reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab, and Jezebelic practices and spirits, lewdness, perversions the outworking of vain deceit, death, spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bio-PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We bind the king of pride and his entire kingdom. We bind them and chain them in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, and fecal, soulish, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, Weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial. We bind Belial. We bind Belial in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the strong man. We bind the strong man. We bind the strong man in Jesus' name. We bind Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis, Osiris. The Queen of the Coast, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and its 72 in Jesus' name. We bind all the queens of the coast in Jesus' name. We undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We break the power of every Masonic rite, ritual, ceremony, and power in the name of Jesus 
and those of associated organizations. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grip in Jesus' name. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions and the work of errors in our life. We return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their harassments, fear, witchcraft, as well as their own mind control back upon them in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and we will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. We free ourselves from every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us. We bind it and we command it to go into the cage to the feet of Jesus to be judged. You must leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. We circumcise all ungodly thoughts from us right now in the name of Jesus. You may not stay. Second Corinthians 10 and 5, come up and out in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for releasing your angels and making them, making them, making them obey the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, la, 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 la. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We cover ourselves and our mode of transportation and the road or airways that we use, and we take authority, dominion, and power over all interference on those roads. We thank you, Father, that you've already dispatched your angels ahead of us. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over everything that would attempt to attack us, even in the night, even in our dreams, even as we sleep, in the name of Jesus. We find it and send it back where it came from, in the name of Jesus Christ. We pull out all and each fiery dart, pen, needle, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, and anything else sent to us by the enemy. In the name of Jesus Christ, we send back the curses of Belial upon us in Jesus' name. We send back to the enemy the curses of Belial that have been released against us in Jesus' name. We burn all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, and we cut ourselves free from ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other form of agreements. Aha, with a demonic realm. We break down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanobots, satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, 
divinators and such. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, curse, fetish, charm, spell, voodoo, magic, sorcery, mind control, potions, bewitchments, death spirits, psychic power, pain, sickness, destruction, psychic warfare, incense and candle burning, chantings, ungodly blessings, incantations, crystals, root works, tribal rituals, and sins, and everything being sent to us from the enemy. We send it right back where it came from according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We break the power of all spirits of jealousy, envy, and wizardry and sorcery. We send your evil back to you, Satan, in Jesus' name. We break loose. Just as the bonds came off of Samson, all spirits of bondage in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes to see the truth. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes to see your glory. Thank you, Lord, for your power, your glory, your might, and your love, the power of your love in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Okay. Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, for all of you that didn't get to finish your cereal while Pastor was praying early, okay, you can finish your cereal now. I hope it's not too soggy. It'll still be good going down. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to get this together in just a second. You know, salty cereal isn't so bad. <laughs> See, I know about my saints. They're busy. They're listening. Mm-hmm. I know about my saints. They're busy. They're doing things. Well, praise the Lord. My coffee is in the refrigerator, and that's where it's going to be till I get home. Amen. So, the Lord, as soon as I open this up, wants to talk to us about something today. Aren't you glad? Me too. He wanted to talk about it early this morning, but I was still sleepy. So, we talked about it a little bit later, early this morning. Amen. And he wants to talk to us about faith to believe. Faith to believe. Faith. Yay, there it is. Faith to believe. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As we journey through our earthly pilgrimage, we will encounter many occasions to experience growth in our faith. Every day, presents new challenges and new issues to face. Most issues 
are the run-of-the-mill situations of life in a corrupt world. Yet from time to time, we find ourselves face-to-face with uncommon challenges. These issues are beyond our natural ability to overcome. They present with so many facets and unusual implications that we are at once overwhelmed. What have I gotten myself into, you ask? How did this happen to me? I was living a normal Christian life, or so I thought. And now this mess. It looks like your own personal five-alarm fire. It's all yours. But wait, before you scream at the cat or have a meltdown or put your children up for sale, take a deep breath and say, Father, your grace is sufficient for me right now. Your grace is sufficient for me right now. Just before you pull out the few hairs that have grown back, take another deep breath and say, Father, the blood of Jesus is upon me right now. It is important to have a game plan, say. You got to have a game plan or else you might lose the game. Somebody discovered that yesterday. They needed a better game plan. Take another deep breath and repeat the previous instruction. You see, saints, Jesus is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you and in you. The Father is with you and in you. You may not be able to sense their presence, but God is with you and in you. And so the heavenly angels are with you too. They have supernatural power. Isn't that nice? You are not alone. So you may stop quaking in your shoes immediately. As events unfold and bits of information begin to fill in the gap, ask the Lord to guide you through it, not out of it, through it. Ask for his counsel. Call for his peace. He will calm your emotions and hold you steady. Although others whom you thought would be pulled together in a crisis may fall apart, you can remain composed. You can remain composed. This 
is the time for simple, childlike faith. Children believe what you tell them. If you are telling them that they're going to go to the park on Tuesday at 2 p.m., and that after they leave the park, you're going to take them to have a hamburger and some ice cream. Guess what? It's going to happen because they're not going to let you forget that. On Tuesday at 6.30 a.m., they will crawl in the bed with you and pull your eyelids open and look at you and put their mouths where your ear is and say, today is the day. We're going today. You said Tuesday. Once you come out of the bathroom with your toothbrush still in your hand, they're standing right there like little soldiers going, it's today, it's today, it's today. That's childlike faith. They don't pretend that it's not going to happen because they know it's going to happen. We need to learn how to walk in childlike faith. Amen? Amen. We need to remember what that's like. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There has no temptation, no trial, no test, no crisis, no pandemic, no such thing taken you, but such as is common to all mankind. But God, say, but God is faithful. All right, now you can write the scripture down. Who will not suffer you allow you to be tempted above that ye are able. Okay, put a pen right here. So, okay, you're out on a date, and your flesh is starting to talk louder than it should. It says, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able? So that means he knows you have the ability to put a stop to that. But will with the temptation, whatever the temptation may be, also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. The thing is, you have to take the way of escape. When the exit sign comes on, it's time to use it. Amen. I saw this strange commercial. I don't know where I was. And this lady was a nice-looking little lady was running, walking kind of fast, real brisk, out of a restaurant. And she was clicking the little thing to turn her car on, and she was headed straight for her brand-new little car and saying to herself, I'll look him up on the computer when I get home. <laughs> and then there was this caption, the best decision you ever made. <laughs> and she jumps in the car and flies off. I said, that's the scripture. Right here, 
but will with the temptation also make a way of escape. While he's in the men's room, you make your way of escape. And that's the way you work that out. Amen. I have no idea what kind of car it was. It was just red and shiny. That's all I remember. Yes, sometimes the predicted outcome can be so devastating that we move into doubt rather than faith. The bad news is so bad, so bad, like it was 21 years ago today. The bad news is so bad that you are staggering in shock. The bad news can really be bad sometimes. Beware of voices that breed doubt and fear in your mind, okay? You watch that same person jumping out of the window of the Twin Towers way up there, falling to their death. And then you couldn't stomach it anymore, so you left the TV. You come back two hours later, and they're running it over and over and over again. You know, like they did with Katrina. You got to watch people's dead bodies floating down the street. Till you and people on their roof saying, come help us, save us. And the water is almost up to where they are, and they're in the second or third story. And you watched it till you just couldn't watch it anymore. You were broken inside. But two days later, they're playing it over and over and over and over again. Beware of voices that breed doubt and fear in your mind. Try them with the word, with prayer, and godly counsel. Bind them in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 through 19. Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 through 19. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. I think everybody in this ministry should know that scripture. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Beloved, believe not every spirit. But they said, no, believe not every spirit. But try the spirit, well, whether they are of God. There are also liars out there. They're everywhere. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Casting down. Well, if your head is up here and he said cast down, that means it has to go the other direction. Casting down imagination. 
that's those things that come through your mind and you get preoccupied with it. And then it goes into a loop and just keeps replaying itself while you're trying to get something else done. Casting down, you have to grab up there, reach them, and go, nope, not today, in Jesus' name. Casting down imagination. You can bind them in the name of Jesus. They have to obey you. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, this circumstance is going to say, no, no, it's going to go this way. But the knowledge of God says something else. And bringing into captivity, captivity, yes, you have the ability to bind every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought, every thought, every thought. You're in the middle of praying, and all of a sudden, you can remember that you didn't put the fabric softener in the wash. Well, guess what? They put it in the detergent now to just keep on praying. You know, when you go to pray, the minute you get started, all of a sudden, this list of things you need to do just pops right up. Any other time you're trying to remember that list, you can't pull it in from anywhere. You have to ask God to help you. But go to prayer. Just try to start praying. And all of a sudden, here comes the list. Well, we know that's not Jesus now, don't we? Mm-hmm. Amen. Here you are pushing your buggy, your cart through the store, and you go, there's one more thing I'm supposed to get. And you just can't get it. It just, it just will elude you. But if you're in the car praying for Sister Brown, whose children are acting like they've lost their mind, here it comes. <laughs> and you're like, I'm at the gas station now. Why do I need to know that? You know, the devil is terrible. He's really terrible. Lose the faith of Jesus Christ over you. Lose the faith of Jesus Christ over you. The angels are not going to come do that part for you, darling. You have to do that. Bind confusion. Bind confusion in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Not the author of confusion, so you know it came from the enemy. Give it back to him but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Loose power, love, and a sound mind over you. Loose power, love, and a sound mind over you. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us the Spirit of fear. So if God didn't give it to us, where did it come from? The enemy. Give it back to him. 
It's not yours. You see, once you're in the kingdom of God, the things that God gives are yours. If God didn't give it, it's not yours. So stop stealing fear from the devil. Give it back to him. Thou shalt not steal. And thou shalt not steal stress, fear, and worry from the devil. Take it right back where you got it from. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. You're not a wuss. Stop pretending that you are. And of love. Love is powerful. Love will resurrect you from the grave. And of a sound mind. Some people finally need to get the gumption and the God to claim their sound mind back. Yes, you've been under witchcraft attack, but God gave you a sound mind. Take hold of your sound mind and refuse to give it up. Some of you have family members that have worked witchcraft on you. You need to take hold of your own sound mind that God gave you and fight to keep it. Don't just sit there and let them bombard you with attack after attack after attack after attack. You've been trained what to do. You hold on to your sound mind. You ask God to heal your mind every day of your life. You receive your healing by faith in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Some of you grew up in abusive situations and have come to live under tyrants in your own house. You need to take hold of your sound mind because part of your mind that the devil tries to control, he will manipulate your emotion to make excuses for the tyrant. But that sin, calling evil good and good evil, is sin. So don't make excuses for the tyrant. A tyrant is a tyrant, and that's evil. Call it what it is. Don't tell lies, especially not to yourself. If they're wicked, they're wicked. If they're evil, they're evil. If they're liars, they're liars. And there is no in-between. You know, I've watched a lot of people try to make excuses for the poor and sinful behavior of relatives. Oh, they just got a little problem. No, they're demon-possessed. Can we be truthful? It's not until you deal with the truth and the facts that you're going to make any progress. Trying to pretend that they've just got a little drinking problem is a big lie. Call it what it is. They're strung out on dope? Well, then they're a drug addict. The sorcery devils run their little lies. 
Stop pretending that you don't see, don't hear, and don't know. If Chester the molester comes to Thanksgiving dinner, you and Jesus need to have a discussion on how you want to handle that this year. If so, amen, if so. Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 6. Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 6. Be careful or anxious for nothing. Why? Because in your prayer closet, you and Jesus are going to discuss what you're going to do about Chester the molester. He is not coming to your Thanksgiving table and hug all over everybody with his sex and molesting demons. It just isn't going to go down that way this year. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, specific requests, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, you're either going to hand it over to the Lord or you're going to toss and turn and toss and turn and get up and turn the air conditioner up and down and up and down and go back to the refrigerator for the same old thing three times during the night. Amen. Bind doubt. Doubt will attempt to wedge in your thoughts to hinder your faith from working. Doubt will attempt to wedge in your thoughts to hinder your faith from working. Weariness and well-doing will lead the way. When you get tired, sometimes it wears on your mind and your faith. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 13. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Be not weary in well-doing. Amen? Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Galatians. Chapter 6, verse 9. Brother Bill will teach you how to get some tabs for that, brother. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. See, he has some. And let us not be weary in well-doing. I know. <laughs> for in due season, we shall reap if we... Amen. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk 
and not faint. They're going to walk and they're not going to quit. They're not going to give up. They're not going to throw in the towel because their strength has been renewed by the Lord. Working through a calamity can become quite draining. Working through a calamity can become quite draining. Psalm 23, verse 3. Psalm 23, verse 3. He restoreth my soul. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, the Lord tells us that he does this, but we have to add faith to the word or else it does not profit us any. We've got to believe God to restore our soul. We've got to ask him, Lord, I need restoration. Yes, Lord, it's me. I'm trying to get out of the bed. I know it's time to do what we should be doing. But, boy, do I need restoration. He'll help you move one leg across the side of the bed and then the other. So you can sit up and try it one more time. Amen. Psalm 32, verse 8. Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which Thou shalt go, God says to his child. I will guide thee with mine eye. That's awfully personal. I'm watching you. I see exactly what you're doing. I hear what you're murmuring under your breath. I know what you're thinking. Repent for calling that driver what you just called him, and come on and follow me. Amen. When we give too much attention to the impending circumstances without realizing it, we can turn our eyes from the Lord. When we have this sudden calamity and issue come into our lives and it's overwhelming and it's taking up our time, it's taking up our energy, it's rescheduling every single thing. It's easy without realizing it to get your eyes off the Lord. Matthew chapter 14, beginning with verse 30. Matthew chapter 14, beginning with verse 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, oh, Peter, don't be afraid. When he saw the wind boisterous, and some of us, that's the way we are. Here comes the wind, and it's strong and hard, and we're standing there wiped out watching the wind. He was afraid. All that that he'd seen Jesus do, when the wind came, it all went right out the window. And he began in his fear to sink. And he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately 
Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? You've seen me do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. You didn't have the money to, and you cried and cried. And somebody called you up and said, come by my house. I got something for you. All right. Oh, thou of little faith. Wherefore didst thou doubt? Doesn't God always come through? But we have to grow now, don't we? We must grow. These are the kinds of dilemmas that can keep us focused on physical needs and concerns. Luke chapter, oh, I wrote the wrong one down, Lord. Let me turn there. Luke chapter, let me get there. <laughs> Luke chapter, okay. I wrote down one, but I don't think that's right. Um, <laughs> hold on. Ah, Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Beginning with verse 29, Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 29. Actually, we could start with verse 27. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not. They do not go to work, hit a time clock, and then come back and get in the ground and start to grow. They don't do it like that. They spin not. And yet, I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, grass, we mow that every week, right? Which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? But Jesus, the other children have those genes, you know, you know, with the that you can see through. Like <laughs> he said, really, <laughs> really. Let's start that prayer again. But Lord, she's got a. Mm-hmm. She's not mine. You are. Mhm. That's the truth. And seek not ye what ye shall eat, mm. or what ye shall drink, or whether there's ice cream in the freezer. Neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. 
who is in the chocolate ice cream right now? Uh-huh. Okay. You know, I seem to have ice cream radar ever since I became a pastor. <laughs> Determined when people were doing that. Mm-hmm. Not this time. <laughs> Amen. Circumstances can throw our thoughts and emotions off track so that we have forgotten or neglected our usual prayer time. The responsibilities of the day may disrupt our normal to the point that we forget many things. Impatience will pull at us as well. Answers and accurate information may be hindered from reaching us or slow in coming. Mm. Can't you see it now? Well, we went in for tests last week, and they haven't called me yet to tell me the results of those tests. That's a good place for doubt to step in. Psalm 106, beginning with verse 24. Psalm 106, beginning with verse 24. Yes, they despise the pleasant land. They believe not his word, but murmured in their tent, and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. It's not good when God gives you a promise for you not to believe him. That's just not good at all. Because you're calling him a liar, and God cannot lie. Let God be true, and every man the liar. But because you didn't want to believe him, you were murmuring in your house and in your garage and as you was driving down the street to the grocery store because, okay, so... You know, the light bill was one and a half times what it usually is, and you didn't have left what you usually have left. And so the Lord has already told you, and I don't know how many sermons that he was going to provide for you. But you're, you know, you're in the house walking around and you know how you go through your routine. So the Lord's still trying to talk to you, but you can't hearken to the voice of the Lord because all you can hear is all your own murmuring and complaints. Mm, that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Your own mouth is stealing your peace. Thou shalt not steal. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, of building up, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. You're one of the main hearers. You hear all that jibber-jabber that comes out of your mouth as you go around the house doing this and picking up this and cleaning behind that and telling the dog, okay, get out of the way, I got something to do, and blah, 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 while the dog is going, I want a treat, I want a treat, I want a treat, okay? And you go around murmuring and complaining to yourself. But you're tearing down your own faith when you do it. You can't afford to do that. 
Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 28. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 28. And so they said, when they went in to spy out the promised land, that God is telling them he's giving it to them. I'm giving this to you, giving to me. Whether shall we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying, the people is greater and taller than we, greater and taller than we. So what? There's always going to be somebody greater and taller than you. The cities are great and walled up to heaven. Now, that just was not the truth. The cities might have been great, but they were not walled up to heaven. And moreover, we've seen the sons of the Anakims there, and they saw you too. But God was still saying, I'm giving this land to you. I'm giving this land to you. Our doubting, even in times of crisis, cause us to disappoint and displease God. Amen? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. So the ten spies did not please the Lord. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is who he says he is, and that he can do what he says he can do, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. There's a reward. Saints, don't focus on the bigness of your needs. Look to the bigness of your God. Our problems issues, crises, can blind us from seeing God's ability. All we see is the smoke screen. And we would tell you that the smoke is the same as the fire, but we know that's not the truth. Jesus Christ is still the blind man healer. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 34, Matthew chapter 20, verse 34. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Mark chapter 10, verse 51. Mark chapter 10, verse 51. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. You see, you get your sight, then you follow Jesus. Luke chapter 18, verse 41. Luke chapter 18, verse 41. Saying, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, receive thy sight. Thy faith 
hath saved thee. It does not say thy doubt hath saved thee. Thy faith hath saved thee. Amen. All blindness is not physical. Our hearts may be hardened from years of trial with no relief. Yet Jesus stands ready to heal us. The eyes of faith see what the natural mind cannot conceive. If we become bewitched by our circumstances, we will doubt the power of the word of God. If we become bewitched by our circumstances, we will doubt the power of the word of God. Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. They become insensitive, and their eyes, they have closed. No, the devil didn't do it. They did it. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. You see, this is a lot of people's problems, while their faith isn't working as effectively as it ought to. Their hearts are calloused over through years and years of trials and trials and no resolutions, no answers, no solutions, and on and on and on and on and on, and they've got a nice thick callus there. So they become insensitive, and their ears are dull of hearing, and they close their own eyes. I don't want to know about anything else. But you see, Jesus can reverse that. Jesus can reverse that. Second Corinthians chapter 4 beginning with verse 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning with verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, if our good news is hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Some Christians are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. This is what doubt will do for you. It will blind the minds of those which believe not. You're wondering why some people still think it's a good idea to get one of those shots again after they've already had three of them. Because their minds are blinded because they refuse to believe when people told them that's not good. It's dangerous. That's why. That's the reason why. Luke chapter 8, beginning with verse 11. Luke chapter 8, beginning with verse 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil 
and taketh away the word out of where? Out of their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. He's got a game plan. You need to have one too. They on the rock are they which when they hear, receive the word with joy. Oh, isn't that wonderful? And these have no root, which for a while believe, but here comes the temptation, and what do they do? They fall away. No steadfastness, no faithfulness. And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, they go forth and are choked. They have choking points. Choking points. They are choked with cares and riches and the pleasures of this life. They have a lifestyle they want to live. And if following Jesus means they have to veer away from that lifestyle to have less for a season, because we're supposed to know how to be a base and to abound, guess what? They fall away too and bring no fruit to perfection. They can't follow Jesus solidly because they want their old lifestyle. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it. They obey the word no matter what. And bring forth fruit with patience. Oh, this is not microwavable. You can't go in and speak to the wall and it just moves out of the way in two seconds. You're going to stand there and speak to that wall a little longer than you think. Amen. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you. Gird up the loins of your mind. Nobody should need a flashlight to go in there and look at the cobwebs in your mind. You ought to be getting those cleaned out as often as possible. And hope to the end, he said. Hope to the end. Believe God to the end. To the end. That's good, Lord. Ephesians. 427, neither give place to the devil. Don't give him any room. Our carnal minds will lead us to doubt our God. And if your support group is not saved nor walking in faith, they will have no faith to encourage you. Some of us, we show up to the emergency room The doctor comes out to tell us all about the situation, and they're going back in to see what they can do. And here comes the 10 spies in your family. Not one of them is really saved, you know. You know, they they, they go to church. They show up on Easter. 
to make sure their names stay on the church roll. And uh, they they sing hallelujah when the people sing their favorite song. You know how they work? Well, guess what? They also show up in the emergency room. They're all family-related and full of unbelief, just like the ten spies. You see, the ten spies, there was one taken out of every tribe. All these people are related. They all showed up to the emergency that Moses called, and the ten were still all full of unbelief. So now, don't get all upset with them when yours shows up, showing out. You know what they expect. You've seen it. You've seen their parade before. You know what's in them. You're not shocked. Saints, we can't understand nor analyze the Lord's ways with our carnal mind. But, Lord, I always do it this way. But I said, turn right. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Quit leaning on your own thought pattern. Sooner or later, they're going to fail you. But I thought, I've taught you that the universe does not pivot on your I thought. Amen. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 8. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 8. God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Turn right. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. No, you can't think alongside God. You're still you. Amen. You're still you. Saints, God has a way of working out all of our calamity. Even Nicodemus, a learned scholar of biblical teaching, could not understand the simple spiritual truth which Jesus taught. He couldn't get it. He heard him, and he listened, and he heard him, and he just couldn't get it. We're like that, too. He couldn't get it until he finally stopped his analyzing with his own carnal mind. Until he finally stopped his analyzing with his own carnal mind. Now, saints, if you trip yourself up using your own carnal mind, don't lay on the floor and cry because you hit the carpet. Amen? Praise God. John, chapter 3, beginning with verse 3. Nicodemus, just he heard it, but it just wouldn't go in. 
He just couldn't get it. It kept going past him, and he just couldn't grab hold. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. See, you've got to be in the kingdom to see the kingdom. Nicodemus says unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Well, we know the answer to that, no. Verse 7, Jesus said, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? See, he just couldn't get it. Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Here you are a biblical scholar, and you can't see this. Verse 12. Jesus says, if I have told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? If I tell you that there's going to be enough water to water everybody's garden in the whole state and there's been a drought going on for four months, if you can't believe that, How are you going to believe about the supper of the Lamb? How are you actually going to believe that the gates are voice activated and they're big pearls? You've never been there to see them, and your voice has never activated those gates. So if you can't believe something simple like this, how are you going to believe anything else? Amen. Amen. Thanks, the Holy Spirit will help you to overcome doubt and to come to greater understanding. John chapter 14, verse 26. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, even in Walmart, whatsoever I have said unto you. I've been rejoicing lately because I've been remembering more of the things that the Lord has shown me I need to do. I'm forgetting less and remembering more. Isn't that great? I'm happy about it. I'm very happy about that. It's important. Psalm 25, verse 5. Psalm 25, verse 5. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. I'm willing to be taught, Lord. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. 
Second Chronicles, chapter 16, verse 9. Second Chronicles, chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. That's why you need your faith. That's why you need your faith. God's looking for people who he can show himself strong in their behalf. Why? Because their faith is saying, over here, over here. Our best defense against tormenting doubt is to remain positive by filling ourselves with the word of God and by keeping our eyes on Jesus and his goodness and his love. By keeping our eyes on Jesus, on his goodness, and on his love. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But you see, he said, I would have quit long time ago. But I still believe to see God's goodness in the land of the living, a.k.a. the nasty here and now. Isaiah 26, 13. Isaiah 26, verse 13. O Lord our God, other lords beside thee have had dominion over us. But by thee only will we make mention of thy name. You're the one, Lord. You're the one. We're not running to that lady with the hand by the side of the road. We're not going her way because that caused problems last time. We don't want that problem again. Psalm 31, verse 24. Psalm 31, verse 24. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Be of good courage. Stick your foot out there. Get out the boat, Peter. And he'll strengthen your heart. He promises to do so. Amen. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, be courageous, be strong. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Okay, so what what is this power done that I, that I know about? Well, this power raised Jesus and Lazarus 
and this man from the dead. That's the power that's working in me right now. Same power. It's the power that allowed Jesus to give his life on the cross so that my sins could be forgiven. That's the power that's working in me. That's the power that's working in me. He hung this world on a sphere, the Bible says. That's the power that's working in me. He opened blind eyes. He healed every form of disease, ailment, or sickness that was here. That's the power that's working in me. He helped Saul of Tarsus find his way off of a horse one day and changed him into a true man of God. That's the power that's working in me. Allow that power, saints, to work in you. Amen. Rise for the benediction. Amen. Amen. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever, and the church said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Time to recast the broadcast. Amen. Time to recast the broadcast. Pastor loves you. And I will be chatting with you on Wednesday. Amen. Amen.
Oh, my God. 